With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, hey there. Welcome to our 2022 season preview for the Cleveland Guardians. We recorded this episode prior to uh, the season starting, of course, but also prior to Jose Ramirez's contract extension and the team trading outfielder Bradley Zimmer. So you're going to hear us talking about it as if those things didn't happen. But there's still a lot of good info and uh, you know a full preview of the team. So it's not just that. So it's uh, still valuable for those precious ears of yours. So dig in. And uh, let's go. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Hey again, everybody. It is opening day. Uh, The season has begun. Uh, There's a good chance when you're listening to this, the season has started. And we are a few games in. So... Keep the hope up in case the Guardians go 0-4 or something to start the year. Uh, this is the California Penal League Podcast. I'm Steve. With me, as always, is Chris and Fabs. And uh, I got to tell you guys, as we sit two days before the start of the season for our newly minted Cleveland Guardians, I would have to say this is one of the most bizarre disappointing off seasons that I can remember for the team. Like at every point it defies logic. Although we can try and explain our way out of it with them. We try to find the logic here. Um, And I would say that like the apathy with the team and the franchise is at an all time high among like the general fan base. So yeah, here we go. Let's do it. 
Let's talk opening, about the season. Opening day. You're not wrong with the apathy. Um, just, you know, the casual people I've talked to, there's, there's no excitement. I don't think anybody knows. I mean, we're recording this two days before the season opener, uh, which will be in Kansas City. And I don't think if I wore my hat into the office, people would, like, realize that the season's about to begin. Um, no. And that I, that might be twofold because of the, the lockout, I think, really turned people off. Um, especially people but who they would have come back. Begin with. Yeah, I agree. They would have come back by now. Like, if something the had lockout, happened. Yeah, possibly. we're a week behind schedule. It's not like we're, yeah. it's June, and it's like whatever. I'm I'm on vacation. I'm I'm done with baseball for the year. But yeah, and then yeah, obviously the lack of any big signings doesn't help too. Yeah, I, yeah. It, I, it's I have to. I mean, I'm, I usually pretty. I usually walk the line of being fairly defensive of like what the plan is with the organization. And I think on like a longer time frame, you can kind of see like, essentially they're going to kind of like, Oh, certainly quasi, they're going to quasi punt on this season. I wouldn't even necessarily say they're going to punt. I wouldn't say they're necessarily going to punt, but they're not putting all their chips in like they could have. Um, and, and we discussed this and this, this episode will probably come out before the episode where we really look into it. But basically, I mean, it, it, it came out that, you know, they weren't going to uh, get some, you know, decent free agents at the expense of seeing, you know, what Quan has or Palacios has or some of these other young guys that they have to make a determination on relatively quick. Um, and none of them will, none of them will see the field also. Yeah. And they, June, they until June, which is going to be great. Yeah. To watch. They'll just rot away in AAA or Akron or on the bench. And then we'll see the Bradley Zimmer show for the first 40 games or whatever. And, uh, have to be subject to that mess. Yeah, and I can see, I can get that logic. I mean, I, I, I understand their their viewpoint on, okay, we, we didn't hit any giant home runs on trade for Matt Olson or Jesse Winker because yet. we were scared yet. to death. Yeah, well, yet, yeah. Uh, they're not, unless something crazy happens the next day, uh, it's probably not happening. But Tomorrow they, they like trade for... Uh, Mullins and, yeah, and Reynolds, Reynolds. <laughs> and they and they, they announce the Jose Bieber, yeah. Ramirez. They bring they bring Lindor back, and Albert Bell is going to be our hitting coach. <laughs> well, then I guess I would be ha- I would be happy to can this episode. I and would never be let it see the light happy of day. with. <laughs> there was only one thing in there that it wouldn't make me happy, Fabs. Lindor, yeah, yeah. yeah everything I else that would make me happy. Albert Bell would be fantastic, you know, social media fodder. Could you imagine like the like weekly press conference with him? 
I want to see that. <laughs> I like, would really bad. I would pay money. I would actually pay money to have Steve get reinstated as a AP <laughs> like yeah. freelancer. I gotta say, like this on is the Albert Bell beat. This yeah. is like way off topic, but like I really do miss when we were like essentially the the bad boy Pistons of baseball in the in the mid nineties. Like we had like an edge and like a personality, and like we are we've just been so like neutered for like two decades now. I did. It's funny you bring that up because just today, I today might have been the it was. anniversary of it. The Fernando Vina yeah, truck yeah, trucking. <laughs> That's why it's fresh on my mind. <laughs> the thing that I ever I never actually remembered about that encounter was that in the ninth inning of that game, this and this is way off topic, but hey, whatever. Uh, in the ninth inning of that game. When Bell had already been hit twice, he spoke to Julian Tavares before that inning and like told him to hit one of the Brewers. And it was Mike Matheny and Tavares did it. And he drilled Mike Matheny. And that was what created the bench clearing brawl in that game. And, and then that, Tavares like flipped a rat or an ump. an ump. Yes. Yeah. He got, he got suspended for beating up an ump, but it wasn't, it was like in, in terms of ump fights, nothing will ever beat the Don Zimmer. Or no, that wasn't. That was a coach. So actually, uh, in terms of like non-players being involved, sure, Don Zimmer being tossed to the ground by Pedro will always be the best. Oh yeah, there can was you some- imagine that happened now? Oh dude, before <laughs> social media, it was just like kind of whatever. But like now, yeah, you're right. It would be. I wouldn't say. I mean, it definitely wouldn't be like Will Smith slap territory, but it would be. It'd be, it would close. be close. I mean, close. Get a lot of- an old coach. Yeah, like Zimmer. Especially if he was like lying on the ground, like not moving for a few seconds <laughs> until like one day a player just like squares up and just punches an ump and knocks him out cold. Nothing will probably top. Yeah. Tony La Russa, Tony La Russa V. Oh gosh. Who is someone that I'd love to see get pummeled or do pummeling to. Ooh, maybe Mike Trout wants an edge. He wants to go like NWO, <laughs> like yeah, like, bad boy. Yeah. Like Trump's and then like, he starts doing the like black and white teaser trailers before like Angels games. <laughs> Mike Trout's oh, like, man, hey, I'm tired of just being this bland superstar. I'm going to ratchet knows. up <laughs> my presence overnight by getting Let's into go. a fight. By knocking out yes. Tony LaRusso. <laughs> yeah, knocking out a 70-year-old coach. <laughs> I would buy sure Angel of- season tickets if they were like, oh, yeah, we have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout are going to do NWO trailers before every game, and like <laughs> shit might get crazy. <laughs> I wish. I mean, we've talked a million times about how to fix baseball. That would be one. That, that has That's not rocketed it, to the top of my list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, um, I, I would say this is, and again, cause we'll just, let's get into it. Cause it's like the biggest thing ahead of this season because of their self-imposed deadline here with opening day, which is a little the kind of BS. That, I hate it. Well, they always do that. They're always, I know. the teams do that all the time where they're just like, we won't be speaking of it. Uh, you know, once the season starts, but obviously we're talking about the Jose Ramirez contract extension talks. Which, if he were, if he were to get it, um, that would solve almost all of our, almost all of the issues that we 
have discussed or will discuss in regards to like the team, the apathy and like where they're going as a franchise, because, you know, it would be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult to go into the season with him not having a deal because the talk, the minute they go on any sort of, if they're under 500 at any point, you better believe that's the only thing anyone's going to care about all the way up through the trade deadline, which is now August 2nd. So, it would behoove them to get this done. And I, I will say this, there are tons and tons of, um, you know, rumors going around, which like clearly the two guys who have been like the quote unquote, like rumor guys, as far as like insiders are totally getting fed information from Jose's agents because the guardians are a a notoriously tight lipped. Yes. They're a notoriously tight lipped franchise that never lets anything leak. And you, you can't tell me that like, they're not, throwing out like Jose propaganda to these guys to like be like, Oh, all of a sudden the Padres want to trade for him. You yeah, know, it, Padres want to trade for everyone. What team wouldn't yeah, want to trade for are in every trade? Yeah. Padres and blue Jays are two teams <clears throat> that are like, uh, if we could land that guy, that puts us over the hump. I mean, I just, everything we talked about and like over the weekend, we were all going around like the, when the reports were coming out about like what the supposed initial offer was, where the offer was currently at, like what we would do if we were the GM. I mean, Steve, you're right. If, if, if they are able to get this extension, that solves a lot of it for me. Like I do wish they were more transparent and I do believe they were actively trying to like go in on some of these guys, but at the end of the day, you know, would I rather see have Peterson for a year or see what Quan can do. I'd rather see what Quan can do. Yeah. I might have to wait 40 games, but it, it doesn't matter if I know I'm getting, you know, five more seasons of Jose after his current deal is up. That mm-hmm. tells me, cool, okay, this season might be a punt, but we're also going to like have answers. We're going to be able to trade pieces because we're going to have, uh, you know, we, we're, we know who we're going to be riding with in the future. We still have two more years after this year with Bieber. And, you know, most of our, our other key pieces are all under control. So, like, that's okay if we kind of have a feel-out year to figure out which of these young guys are, like, ready to make a move. And it might be one of those lucky years where two or yeah. three of them all hit and you go on a run. Crazier yeah. things have happened in baseball. But, like, I, where I'm at is just, like, Jose is, like, all the things you want in, like, a superstar. Mm-hmm. He's understated. He seems to be kind. He legitimately loves the organization and the fans. And he is one of the few superstars we've ever had who were, we're Cleveland. We get it. We know all the jokes. Like no one wants to be here. Our city's made of shit. He wants to be here. He mm-hmm. wants to end his career. Like, he wants to be one of those few modern athletes who stays at a, 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 on a team their entire career. And that in and of itself is worth a lot of money to me. The fact that he's a perennial MVP candidate and he is our best player by far is worth even more money for me. And just the idea, like, we, we always talk about the 90s because, you know, that was our, our formable years and and those, those were, you know, all the players we grew up loving. But at the end of the day, none of those players really got to go, like, super late in their career with, with the Indians. Yeah. Because we... We even even when we did have money to spend, they didn't want to stay. Like Ramirez, we offered him a good deal. He didn't want yeah. to stay here. Yeah. Boston offered him more. You know, we 
we weren't able to keep Tommy. Albert Bell got like traded away or, or left. Um, and you have a guy who is like literally the face of your franchise. You have a divisive fan base because of the, you did the right thing in changing the name. Maybe the name you chose is like kind of eh, whatever, but like good luck selling jerseys when everyone knows you're not going to extend Bieber. There's like 0% chance you're extending Bieber if you're not extending Jose. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. good luck with that. So like I don't I honestly just don't know what they're doing and if the if if they're correct, if the reports were right about the initial offer being 89 then raising it to 104, I I was kind of looking at different people, different comps. He's like there with Jose Altuve. Altuve signed a 5-year, 150 million dollar deal. I don't think the Guardians are going to get up there, but they should. You have a like your payroll is embarrassing. You've been dragged by players, not even like rival GMs are saying. Mm-hmm. Literally, like Jock Peterson, Dallas Keiko, they're putting their name to the fact that like the bottom three teams with payroll are a joke and no one wants to play for them. So, like, mm-hmm. fucking do something about that. The, the thing about Jock Peterson, um, I mean, he clearly just went home for pennies on the dollar. So, I kind of just give him a middle finger in, in, in regarding those <laughs> comments. It's like, well, dude, if you if you thought that, you know, they would have paid you six mil. Maybe they but that, know. But it, it doesn't matter if that's what the perception Oh, is. no, no, no. Perception like, is with, reality, with like, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Like, just with, pol- just with politics. Like, it doesn't matter who's right. If so many people are saying, like, the election was stolen, it doesn't change the fact that it wasn't. But, you know, 50% of the country, you're not going to be able to convince them otherwise. So if, if like, 75% of players think the Guardians are cheap, and even if they extend Jose, they're still going to think the Guardians are cheap. Yeah. They have so, like, to, they need to change perception over time. Well, and they did extend uh, Class A uh, to a really good deal. Um, if they get, let's just hypothetically throw this out there. If they do extend Jose and they get something done with like Fran Mill, because I even told you guys in those texts, like, look, I think the best thing we can hope for with Bieber is buying out one, maybe two years of that free agency, especially at this point. Um, yeah. Or maybe he gets injured again and then we get him cheaper. Or that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want Whoa, that to happen. Him, but no, like, no. Well, it's but, I, with him, I, I don't know. Who knows with him? I mean, he had he had a Cy Young year in a pandemic shortened sixty game season. It would be I'll be curious to see how he does this year. I mean, and, I don't want to say this. You know, and I don't want to put this on him. You know, who's to say that he doesn't have a Corey Kluber like career? Where, yeah, dude, like you were the one of the top five pitchers in all of baseball for five, six years, but then eh, things That's how cut most up, pitchers man. operate. Things Not cut every, up to you. There's a reason why there's like one Max Scherzer and one Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw. Like, yeah. like the, the, you can count on like one hand, the Verlander, Scherzer, uh, you know. And Verlander's a weird one, Steve, because he was, he was injured for a couple of seasons, so everyone just assumed, you know, he was past his prime, and then kind of was stuff happened and he yeah. got better all of a sudden yeah, I don't know. yeah. i'm not saying i'm just saying <laughs> I'm, there were two something happened there when he went to two houston te- 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Kate Upton finally said yes, and then that magic elixir kind of just fell off of shelf. I mean, to be fair, it could have just been Kate Upton. Like I like mean, I, I, I know I know if I proposed to Kate Upton five times, I'd have a lot of, you know, doubts in my head. <laughs> yeah. Get rejected five times. And she, like, and uh, she knows a ton about and she knows a ton about spin rate and arm motion. Uh she's yeah. actually like a pitching dynamo, so there's that too. I mean, I, she was I on the cover I, of Sports Illustrated to start a season not too long uh, ago. Yeah, guys. so, so the, you know, there you go. Okay, with I her would, brothers you know, or cousins, I think. Yes, <laughs> I. Yeah, that's right. The thing about Jose that gets me is like I don't know if there's ever been a more obvious like situation. There hasn't. Like with there hasn't. With like no with Lindor, it was like oh yeah, do not do this. Where. Right. And and with Ramirez, not only is it does it make like all the sense in the world for the team, but like from a financial perspective, he clearly is not somebody who's like get me every dollar I can possibly no. get. And the numbers that were being thrown out were in the what twenty one to like twenty three, av- you know, million a-, a year average, which is what we've been saying, you know. For a while, hell, we've even been saying 25, you know, yearly Yeah, pump it up to 25, 27. I don't know. And I don't know if they go up to 27, but I definitely think they have the wiggle room to get to 25. And again, you know, we're going to, well, I just think it's a, it's a mental thing for them uh, to go. It's annoying. Because like, like, what are they spending the money on? That's a joke. It's like, I'm not disagreeing with that. You know what I mean? Like. Get out, get get out of the game then. If you're gonna like shit your yeah, pants, yeah, they shouldn't. They, when when a player comes, today when was a, one of the a, most negative days about Guardians baseball I've ever seen in my life. People were just coming at them, rightfully so. But well, yeah, it, it's 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 they're bad. in for they're in for a real world of hurt if they can't pull this off before opening day, and they're going to be in for a like they're not idiots. They know that what would happen if they traded him. But if you're a team that's already like the youngest team in baseball and you're trying to open up a window of contention in the next like three to five plus years, potentially the way you did from 2013 into 2020, mm-hmm. really, what, what you can ride good with Jose for seven yes. years. What good would it do to trade the guy who would be like, the anchor of that and then get younger he's, from yeah, it. He'll only be 32 then. He's 29 right now. It's I get if he was 33 and he's like this beloved, you know, folk hero type guy who's been guy with us through 29 the, right now. 29 still like what like in that prime, you know, like I, his numbers are so good. He was an MVP finalist like 2 years ago. He had a great season last year. Like what are we doing? He's he's in most cases like objectively the best third baseman in baseball. So like, what are we doing here? <laughs> it yeah. doesn't make, it defies all logic if they can't do it or, and and honestly, there would be no excuse that would be sufficient. There would be no reasoning that would make any sense. And they would have every, every fan would have every right to be like, I'm done with this team. If that is the case, where would you be? Like, let's say, let's say they don't like, or they just tr- up and trade him. Like, where would you be at with this team? I know we still have to do a podcast, so like, we're still going to cover them. But like, I personally am just like would be in at such a place of like whatever. Like, it would be I, 
My uh, no- it would be a huge blow. It yeah, would be my, like- my interest in the team would be the notes I get from Chris, and then I'd be like, oh, yeah, let me see how the team's doing before we record. It'd be super great and sloppy. <laughs> I, I honestly don't even know. I haven't even thought about that. Like, I'll get you guys on the Rays bandwagon. Yeah, it becomes a Wander Franco podcast. It's a honestly, wonderful life. Honestly, I <laughs> I think Fabs, if that were to happen, I might just like. Well, obviously, I'd probably cancel my season tickets because what would the point be at that point in time? I could just go on a StubHub and get, you know, sixty games for yeah. like <laughs> like for pennies on the game. dollar. Um, it's like nineteen twenty prices to be great. Yeah, and then I'd probably, honestly, what I'd probably do is I, you know, there'd still be a part of me that supports them, but again, I mean, it'd be like three games a season at most. Yeah, and then I think I'd probably just start saying screw it. Like, I'll go to Lake County. I'll go to Akron. I'll go to Erie. I'll just watch minor league baseball. You know, anything was the biggest fans of like Indian slash guardians baseball. I know. And so that, that should like tell, you know, I know they're not listening, but that should tell ownership something that like diehards like you two are just like, dude, I, that's probably because for me, that is a breaking point. Like, yeah, if they like get a heater and they're like, I'm still going to want them to win. I'm not going to be rooting against the team. Like it's not, you know, it's not, I don't. It's I not like we're team. adding a it's felon like, to the team, and I, they're like, hey. hey the Browns, they just re-signed a kicker, our kicker, Chase McCockman. So. And they brought Well, that, that just proves to me that they don't care about winning. If they're going to ride with, McC- with, with McConklin or whatever that dude's name is. Oh, yeah, McLaughlin. Chase. McLaughlin. Or, yeah. yeah, Chase, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I, it's, I did think of a good idea, though, as we were talking about StubHub just now. Wouldn't it be cool... If you bought the ticket for way under value, so like let's say you did buy it for thirty cents, and they're like, "That's a nineteen twenty price or nineteen fifteen price," you're required for entry to dress as like as, in the era such. in which you purchased yeah. the price. Hell yeah! Okay, wear the so suit you, with the hat. Yeah, wear gotta, the suit with the, with the hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the four that's game, fine. for the four games I would go to that season, totally. I bet a bunch of other people would be forced to dress that way too, because no one is going to renew their season tickets. No, it, it's. I mean, it would truly be like such a disaster. And and again, we're recording this two days before, and allegedly the next day, tomorrow, Wednesday is like some sort of weird deadline. I hear. No, if they're having good discussion, though, a part of me thinks that that deadline, because it is an artificial deadline, is completely BS, and that they would work through the first at least the first week of the season and maybe make an announcement maybe the day of Lindor's the home people, opener Lindor's people always were the ones who were like we're not talking about it now the season started yeah because like when in those years like right after the World Series where you know it's like oh they're close on the extension and and it's laughable when it's like it might be a hundred million dollars it's like yeah it's 2018 like what are you talking about like a Rod was making two hundred twenty-five million dollars in like the late nineties with the Rangers. Like, what are we, like, what yeah. are we doing as a franchise? Like, I'm not saying be stupid with our spending, but also like, it's it's such a joke. Well, like, it, we're 
We're, we're not a bad team. That's the frustrating thing. Man, we were 80 and 82 mm-hmm. last year with all of our starting pitchers injured hor- horrifically. Like, we're like two bats away from competing for the division. Like, I don't know what we're doing. So you brought this up earlier, Fabs. You said if, you know, two of our young guys hit. Okay. I would say if two of our young guys hit and make a trade and we extend Jose, because I'm thinking now long term. Think in the next five years, right? Right. And I even said this in our text. Even if you do give Jose, let's say something in the realm of 25 mil, just just for fun. And you give Fran Mill something just south of 20. And maybe you do get a couple of years of Bieber at 20 before he leaves in free agency. That's still only $60 million. All of the young talent that we still have coming up, like, we will still probably only be at, like, 120, you know, $110 million salary for the next four to five years, which is the number they threw out. No one put a gun to Antonetti's head and said, give me a number that you guys feel comfortable with. Do he, it. It has to be a lot. He like, yeah. threw out that 110 number. So even by extending some of these guys and going out and making a trade hypothetically for Reynolds or Mullins that would potentially demand some kind of extension. We have so many young players still under team control for the next four to five years that are going to be making league minimums. That like, yeah, it like really low arbitration. Truly, yeah, in our early years of arbitration, like it's even with not that locked in number, we're talking to, like eighty-five to ninety million. That's locked in sixty million. You use for the next couple of years w- with where everyone's at with arbitration. Like that's only eighty to eighty-five, maybe ninety million. And, and then, that's and when then we extend fifteen. And that's like, like, and then an extra fifteen for like league minimum dudes. Right. Yeah. And it should be important to note you're talking 110 to 120 million. The league average is up to like 117, I think. It's yeah. 133, I oh, think. One, oh, jumped up to 133 now. Okay. Well, especially if you then factor in whatever David Blitzer might end up being 100% with this franchise. That's the, that's the thing we haven't even, you know, that's, that's, yeah, that's. I also think that there's something going on there that there might be waiting to opening day to announce that, but yeah. then I'm starting to get into some conspiracy theories. And um, well, that's the thing is like that. That's the issue that I, I run into is like the more this drags on, the more people get into like the conspiracy theories or just like outright anger at the team and stuff to be like yeah. to to let like rumors like assuming that Ramirez's agents are maybe the ones feeding this information to these guys. Is like you're letting them dictate. I understand. It's like I understand you're you're trying to be tight lipped and and want to like you know not leak all this stuff from the organization, but you're letting like Ramirez's agents sort of you know control the narrative, the story, yeah, control the narrative from and like from a PR standpoint, it just looks worse and worse, and it will be like awful if you don't make it happen. So like a part of me thinks that the Guardians front office is like. Yeah, look, like we know we're going to get it done. We know that Ramirez wants the deal. 
like we're we're starting at this point we're we're willing to go up to here but you know it's a negotiation blah 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 to um and to know. me it always just seems like yeah that first deal was a four year extension of the assuming two that years. was even real assuming you can't that say was for real sure. yeah because there was not one other baseball writer like Jeff Passan or any of those guys that said anything about the numbers in those de- in that proposed yeah. deal. So you got to take that with a grain of salt too to say like, was that even a real number being thrown out there? Or was it like a smokescreen type of thing? Blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Um, until I see like a legit you know, offer a response, then I, I, I can't imagine like it's not something that I can buy. No, I agree. I agree. Um, it does make for some fun internet fodder, obviously when those numbers get brandied around, but no, oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it was it fun was, to like it was pitch it. two sources, two sources that <laughs> I had personally never heard of. But then the again, one guy tied into the, the to the Latin speaking community very much at all. Yeah, and I mean they may have more connections. Obviously, like they know, sure. they must obviously know have a relationship with Ramirez's agent. So yeah. there's that. No, it makes but total sense. The one guy, I can't remember which one it was. The one guy had like a a checkered past in terms of like predicting stuff because he was like, he was like lock stock like guarantee that Manny Machado signing with the White Sox. And it was like, it's happening in the next couple of days. And he was like, obviously dead wrong about that. So yeah. like, it's hard to, you know, until like you see the official word from the team, you don't know. All right. So let's jump into, you know, moving beyond just the, drama around Ramirez and let's talk about the actual team as a whole going into this season Um, which I I would say I mean it's not much different looking than how it's looked in the last couple of years but there is an intriguing element to the team Um, I know we've mentioned Stephen Kwan quite a bit he's a trendy rookie of the year pick Uh, assuming he gets any playing time I read that article from Zach Meisel that said when Terry Francona gave Quan the news that he made the team, he made sure to preface that he wasn't going to be playing every day. So that's, that's cool always too. good. But, what always awesome but young in guys. fairness, you know, Zimmer's got to get his, you know, 130 at bats before he's DFA'd. 130 at bats. So let's assume Zimmer has 130 at bats. Do you think. He hits 50 strikeouts. Yeah. Um, That's higher than his average. It's a lot. (laughs) No, no, you're right. I bet he had 35 to 40 uh, strikeouts. Yeah. His usual 33%. Let me just take a look at something. It's also great, like, when you saw that video of uh, the Mariners uh, manager letting their... Julio Rodriguez? Yeah, letting, letting him know he's making the team. Like, it's like... I would kind of like that feel. That's great and exciting, but you know, instead it's like, oh, but you're not going to be playing very much. You get to play behind somebody who we all know is worse than you. Yeah, but we're, but we're just doing this because at some point he was drafted highly, and yeah, that's this is the madness that is baseball. 
It's just, we have worse players that are going to, I know our season's long, but we're going to still like punt on 15% of it because we have to let the shitty players play to reinforce that they're shitty, even though they've been shitty for three or four seasons. Just got to make sure that they're still. Yeah, it's going to make sure they're still shitty. Yeah. And they didn't suddenly get good because if we marginally lose a trade, but we still discover you're an all-star, oh, we're going to think about that. Yeah, and Even I'm going to come down off that 150 number. I'm going to say 100 at-bats. So about a month's worth of at-bats. Okay. Just over a okay. month, probably, with how he won't get everyday starts for Zimmer. But, man. Um, thirty. So yeah. 100 at-bats, I would say, th- yeah, 35 strikeouts. Sure. Even higher than his average. Over. I take the over. God, I have no faith you know, in that guy. No, and nobody should at this point. And and he doesn't. The thing, but is, you know what? He'll he, hit he two rocket at, home runs that everyone will salivate over all season long and go. But yeah. but but he we'll hit the longest away. home run in Jacobs Field history, even longer than Jim Tomey and 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 Mark McGuire combined. Well, that'll be in the that'll slump. be in the middle of his he one for twenty three slump. Yeah. He also struck right. out 43 times. Yeah. It's no. crazy. This is the weirdest minefield ever. It's like, oh, you have to walk through this minefield. 70% of the mines, though, will give you, like, delicious pizza and candy. But the other 30% will blow you to smithereens. Like, enjoy the minefield. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so, it's like, it's just so, like, baffling that, you know, on opening night, you're probably going to see Zimmer starting oh, gosh. Uh, in the outfield. Like it, like well, gird your loins for that. If because- that's the case, I hope you're not embarrassed. I'm going to make a sign. Nothing, <laughs> nothing profanity laden. <laughs> just a hey yo, Zimmer must go. So to start the start the movement as as yeah. quickly as we possibly a, can, huh? It's a long hashtag, but. No, we start dressing as a Girl Scouts and go like, uh, I don't remember what my joke was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that was going, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, peace fam. out, Girl Scout. Peace out, Girl Scout. Oh, was the joke. okay. Oh, and so you like okay. hand them like cookies. You'd hand oh, the players okay. cookies. And it, it would just say like, peace out, Girl Scout, buy Zimmer. And then the players would be like, oh, this is not as nice as we thought it was. Oh, yeah, like, we what the thought fuck we is were this? doing good. Oh, so you're a bunch men? of 30-year-old. Yeah, what are yeah, these grown men, men doing? dresses Girl Scouts. <laughs> we got to cease and desist from the well, Girl we'll Scouts of America. Yeah, we'll do whatever we can. But I will, so the, I will say this. The interesting thing, and, and a part of me is like, it's hard to do both where it's like, oh, look at Zimmer's terrible spring, but look at the great springs of Ernie Clement and Owen Miller and Andres Jimenez and Yu Chang even. And and so it's like you, it's hard to like do this. But the thing is with Zimmer is that he's had like 900 career at bats. You know what kind of hitter he is at this point. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. it, whereas guys like Miller and Clement, even Chang and Andres Jimenez, who's still only 30, 23 years old. These are guys that've had very, very limited action in the majors. So there's, it's not inconceivable yeah. that one or two of them could take some sort of leap that helps the bottom of that lineup really extend itself at through the rest of the season. Yeah. So like, if you're looking at because the top one through four of the Guardians lineup, which you know is Miles Straw, Ahmed Rosario, Jose Ramirez, and Fran Mil Reyes, that's solid. 
That's a real solid one yes. through four. If all of a sudden the bottom of your lineup features the likes of Quan, who gets on base and doesn't strike out, Josh Naylor, when he comes back from uh, the IL in like a couple weeks, um, possibly a resurgent Andre Jimenez at shortstop, uh, possibly a resurgent Owen Miller, who's like hitting, let's say, 260. Um, Ooh, that's, all the, that's not the worst bottom of the lineup. And no. so that's the, and then Austin the Hedges, staff, who is hitting 178. Don't even get me started, especially if La <laughs> you know, I, I would love, I mean, look, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but like, and I'm not asking for like La to become like the starter or anything like that. But like, if Austin Hedges is hitting like 130 into May, like you have to start thinking like, do we just give La more of an opportunity here? Because like, what good is it doing to have? A guy, you yeah, you can't have somebody annihilating the bottom of the lineup. Yeah, and yeah, Lavastida has mean, very solid numbers in the minors. He get he's another guy that gets on base. And by all accounts, his biggest deficiency right now is learning the pitch position. Framing. Yeah, not and even like, like learning know, the position. I think it's just like pitch framing is like the big knock that I have heard. Yeah. On him, well, and, and again, I, hey, guess what? You are tied to the hip of Hedges and Sandy Alomar until June. Wherever I mean, they yeah, go, really. you go. They walk yes. into the bathroom, take a dump. You walk into the bathroom and take a dump. Yeah, you don't know what you're going like, to in there. You don't let them out of your sight. Yeah, I'm not, and I, I'm yeah, I'm not advocating for like anyone ever to get hurt. So I don't want Hedges to lose his job because of that. I know he fouled that ball off his knee uh, the other day. Yeah, so he like, I don't exited want today's game. Yeah, I don't want that. Uh, even though he is, I, you know, I don't know. I, I I think he was hurt a little bit last year, but yeah, he was um, banged up. Yeah, as a lot of catchers are, but Austin Hedges to me screams backup catcher. I mean, he is, I know defensively, he's fantastic. He works well with the pitching staff. But, like, I'm thinking, like, you got to start thinking about, like, a timeshare type of thing or something. Um, because it's just such a, it's like, it. they have the worst offensive output of any team in baseball. So, like, why not get a little creative with it? I, I, I forgot you know. that last year was when we had four no-hitters thrown against us. Oh, uh, Zach Plesak pitching. Three, one was a asterisk because it was only seven innings. Okay, fine. <laughs> three, three point, you know, seven. We'll call it. It was a uh, what was the, what was the title of that that they were branding around? There was some kind of official term for Major League Baseball. A little league no hitter. <laughs> little league no hitter. Yeah, it was a little league no hitter. Seven innings. Still felt pretty. Still felt pretty terrible. Still felt very real. And we did nothing. That's why fans are also upset. We did nothing to, like, Uh, it was the biggest glaring deficiency ever. And it's like, cool, we'll spend money to bring Shaw back on, like, at a higher rate than anyone else was offering, probably by, like, $2 million. They did get rid of Ty Van Berkeleo. By all accounts, too, I mean, you could argue the new hitting coach, Chris Valleca, 
is doing something right with some of these guys if their springs are any indication. Yeah, that's true. That's totally fair. But but here's the issue. Here's the issue. Is like we're pinning all of this on like oh promising spring numbers and like yeah. from two weeks of spring training and, <laughs> and yeah. yeah and and you have to if if it doesn't go extremely right for the offense like for like Saquon struggles really horribly or the Jimenez Clement Miller Chang you know quad monster is what it was last year where it's like nobody seems to want it that's really bad like yeah. they are in some deep deep trouble because there's no veteran sitting there who's like no Tommy Pham or somebody who's like hey look I'll I'll be able to carry this team for like a week and then I'll that's it but like I can at least provide some balance to this lineup yeah or if somebody gets hurt or whatever or at least play so, like league average yes yeah it, it they are so they are walking a very tight line here which you think they would have learned with the pitching staff last year which is one of their deepest positions and it wasn't enough so like I get the youth movement, but like, holy hell, uh, you're either going to be an 80 to 85 win team or this could like disintegrate into madness and you could be like a 75, to yeah. 70 to 75. Well, let's dive team. into so, the rest of the roster a little bit more. Um, okay. I mean, we have touched on obviously Quan and Zimmer um, and that's probably going to be some kind of platoon that we see at some point. I got to think, uh, you know, barring a trade. And we did mention Hedges and uh, Lavastida catcher, um, you know, going around the diamond, Bobby Bradley at first, um, you know, Whatever. at least the start the season. Uh, yeah, and he's out of he options, though, too. Yeah. So he's really kind of another guy that we got to see. Yeah. What the heck, man? Because otherwise, hey, if it's you can cut be... down the strikeouts, cut them down by by a couple percentage points, you will probably be a two thirty hitter. Well, he was a two forty hitter. I thought, or he was, and then he kind of two, like I think it was two twenty. He had a bad week. He had a bad week and like just kind of fell apart down to two twenty. But but you're right. If he can I thought he was hovering around two forty for a while. I'll take it. I'll take him in the six hole. To give me like twenty five to thirty home runs, like that's that's amazing. I'll sign up for that. Bobby Bradley, Bobby Bradley finished last year with a two hundred eight average, two ninety four on base. He had an OPS plus of ninety nine. So he truly is, even league with average. the struggles, he's a league average um, hitter. He had sixteen homers and two hundred forty five at bats. So a full season, conceivably, he could be a thirty home run guy. But all I'm asking is but, like okay, so it it dipped below two ten, and he had ninety nine wow, strikeouts was... in two hundred and forty five at bats. Jesus, yeah. oh boy, is proud of him. Oh yeah. boy, so He's you're looking like at somebody. You, you're you're looking at somebody pushing two hundred strikeouts and thirty home runs. You got to draw if more walks dude, or something, man. Dude, if it's one dude on our lineup, that's okay. Like I. For for like the other options we have, if that means Zimmer's out of the lineup, and I have Quan on base before him. That's I'll you know what like I'll take it. The reality is we're not adding marketable talent with with free agency, and it doesn't look like they want to trade anybody this year. Yeah, so like, Quan would be a very have, interesting. Like, 
it's fine. Quan would be a very interesting fifth guy in the lineup if he was uh, like sandwiched that. between Reyes and Bradley to give Bradley like some better pitches to see if like Quan's on base. That would be interesting to me. Yeah. Like I like this this I like this roster. Like, this is what I hope we get. Um because I don't think offensively it's as dire as we as we think. And to Steve's point about like a total youth movement, you still can you still have Rosario in left field. You know, he's not he had a good season last year. Like I know like yeah. we don't have to have him at shortstop, so like sweet. You got um straw in center, so like that's, Those two positions are yeah. fine. And then Quan, okay, if he struggles, you have Mercado that you can platoon with him for a bit. Like, we have, like, there's lots of options. And, and then when Naylor gets back, yeah. Naylor can replace Bobby Bradley. So, like, I, I think, you know, like, I, it, if Ramirez had been extended by now, this all takes on a whole new light. And I'm like, I am jazz handsing about like it's gonna stink, but like once Zimmer gets out of there, we can see some of these young guys. Like this could be great. We could see Lavastida at some point. Like it, it really is just like I think Zimmer it's represents dark cloud you know, over there. It is, man. He represents like all the things that we've been negative about as a fan base for like you know 10, 15 years now. He really and is the poster child at this point. He is, yeah. Him and Shaw. Hey, I'm not gonna go. Dare. I'm not gonna don't bash. You dare with Shaw. I'm not gonna, dude. Shaw, Shaw's a Pac-Man. He's an innings eater. Like I don't dislike Shaw. Like, it, and I don't think the deal is that bad at all. Like three million, whatever. Like that's fine. It's just like well, that was you, the only deal. So it was like spotlit yeah. like crazy. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Uh, the thing about the bullpen is that I'm intrigued by it. Um, they're starting the season with more like multi-inning arms. So like you've got. Yeah. Well, they're supposedly going to piggyback the first four starters, at least the first go around. I saw. Yeah, that. with Con- you got Eli Morgan, Connor Pilkington, um, Logan Allen. And even uh, McKenzie would be coming out of the pen. Yeah, he comes out of the pen in the first uh, four games. Trevor Steffen, you've got. But I'm. Henches. <clears throat> Henches. I'm excited to see as a season goes on the guy that to me is like the linchpin of the bullpen would be Nick Sandlin because class A's obviously your dude, your closer for the next five years. At least least five with that new deal. Possibly seven. Yeah. Possibly seven or yeah. It's it's a five year deal with two club options. Okay. Um, I mean, I did love that deal. I thought that was, it's a bargain. It's a a bargain and it's smart on class A's part because of, Anything yeah. happens, he's got, you know, $50 million in the bank. Yep. Um, so, Class A, obviously, Karen Check, I think, is far more of a question mark at this point than. Until we go to the Korean ball, I'm never going to be convinced. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nope. I, I, nope. Until we get those or he develops balls. Like another pitch or something, like, there's no. You, you can't. I, I don't want to see a guy throwing nothing but a 12-6 curve and a fastball anymore. That, like, makes no sense to me. So I'm, like, over that. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, Shaw being the guy who can pitch at any inning is great. But Sandlin, to me, is, like, that's the dude who bridges the gap from the middle of yeah. the inning. From the middle innings to the close. He's a 
eighth inning guy. He could be a multi inning guy. Like Sandlin is like the guy that like if the bullpen's going to do anything this year or be anything, if it's not going to be a weakness, he's got to stay healthy and he's got to be as good as he was last year. Which I could see that being the case. Like he's he's fantastic. So um, he's got it was that like a weird bummer. motion, that weird sidearm motion too. Yeah. So love a good freaky, freaky looking reliever. Gotta have. Him. I I kind of like the. I mean, I love Tristan McKenzie. I also kind of like the idea of like having him be a multi inning bullpen guy, and just having like a stacked, you know, like sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth if we need it. And like maybe just give him another year to continue to develop in the bullpen, uh, you know, a la John Smoltz or Randy Johnson. You know, they started. We'll see how it's see how it goes. I mean, you know, yeah. he'll he'll get back in the rotation after that first series. Yeah, they said like he'll get a first start in like the next go round. I wonder if he op- I wonder about- if he's the opening day starter. Yeah, maybe. Oh, home opener. Yeah, or home opener. Be- I should say. Yeah. Not opening day, obviously. I mean, you're talking about Tristan McKenzie being your fifth starter and then being like hemming and hawing and be like, oh, yeah, I mean, we'll get him in there at some point. But like that's that's the luxury of having a, a rotation that's like Bieber, which I believe they're going Bieber, Plesak, Savali. No, Bieber, Plesak, Quantro, Savali. Savali. Yeah. OK. Uh, I, be- I believe that first series is Bieber, Plesak, Savali or sorry, Quantro, then Savali and then. I could be wrong. I get it mixed You're up. Right. And no, then, you're right. That's that's what it is. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So we'll see. You know, I mean, Plesac had some bad luck last year. Uh, they also had the freak injury. Yeah. Um, Savali is a fourth. Is like, yes, freaking like yes, please. <laughs> I mean, the luxury that they have is, and like you're looking at like Connor Pilkington and Eli Morgan could instantly slide into a rotation spot if like something were to happen. So like the thing that gets you that the the thing that should make fans excited for the year is like, Oh my God, like barring another once in a generation rash of injuries, like they seem to have last year, this pitching staff's legit. It it is unbelievable. And it would be, It'll be fun to watch. It's, it's you hope that nothing happens. Obviously, I think we're all a little on edge from last year, just being like, "What the hell was that?" But yeah, um, you know, and I think they're going to keep them in games. So. Yeah, I mean, it was insane. <laughs> last year was like last year was nuts, and yet you're talking about an 80 win team. That's one of the. That's the thing I keep coming back to is we were an 80 win team. We've Really haven't done anything to augment the offense in any significant way, at least on the surface. Um, so that's disappointing there, but just having a healthier. I'm not even going to say, you know, all of our starting pitchers make 30 starts because that right there. never be, That never happens. That, that's never going to happen. Guys are going to get dinged up here and there. But we at least saw things last year from guys where it's like, oh, yeah, give me five games from that guy. I mean, we, yeah. there's even a number of guys we haven't even talked about. I mean, Tobias uh, 
Myers or Myers. Um, uh, Cody Morris got hurt. Cody Morris got hurt. Uh, there's also um, Peyton Battenfield. Yes, Battenfield. That's who I was drawing a blank on. <clears throat> like, those are guys we just got for next nothing that are going to be in double A or triple A that can contribute conceivably for a month. I get the sense, too, that Gavin Williams is going to rock it up the system this year, Dude. being like triple A, like very fast. Yes. <laughs> so, well, I mean, he was a uh, college pitcher. College pitcher, so he should. Yeah, he's 23, I think. Yeah. So um, that's what you'd expect. But apparently he's like been, I mean, fantastic in the spring. So um, there you go. There's yet another like guy in the pipeline. Our pitching our pitching pipeline's just ridiculous. Now, if only if we could hit, that'd be pretty exciting too. I will say, well, the thing is like, I actually think they're getting there. Uh, yeah. Other oh, guys I agree. Maybe- no, we have a bunch of... A bunch of young guys. I'm super excited. I mean, I John Kenzie Noel. My God, John Kenzie Noel, who's starting in, in Lake County. Lake County uh, will probably be double A because he's still pretty young. He'll be double A probably by the end of the year. Um, we haven't even. You're talking about like Nolan Jones and Tyler Freeman, who are both hurt right now, but most definitely will be up here at some point in the year. Like they'll be up here. Um, those are two top prospects. Richie Palacios is an interesting guy. Yeah. And I'd be very intrigued to see where he might fit into things. Gabriel, Gabriel Arias, we haven't even talked about, who got sent down because of the logjam slash service time slash whatever the hell's going on there. Um, well, I think that's more of a logjam. I actually think jam. they're closer than we I might think, think that, I think Arias is more of a logjam issue with not seeing too much of Jimenez last year. That's, yeah, I agree with that. You yeah, know, that's fair. So. I would agree with that. And apparently Jimenez has really transformed himself offensively this spring. Again, who the hell knows with spring stats? It's like a usual. I mean, the only one that I, the only spring stats I'm actually taking seriously are uh, Quans and Zimmers. The, the, everybody else yeah. feels like a smoke screen to me. It's like, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's give it three weeks before we. Uh... Yeah. But for Quan, I'm like, Oh baby, he didn't strike out once in this spring. Like, that's insane. That's pretty so, impressive. I mean, it is. I mean, that stuff translates. The thing is, like, for young players, the thing that will translate better to the majors will be like that type of approach to the plate. Like, sure. if you're a guy who just make makes contact and like has good plate discipline and like can just put the bat on the ball, that will translate far better. At least give you a better shot right off the bat. 100%. You know. He's not like this free swinging dude who is going to get like tripped up again. This is without any at bat at this level, but like I'm more confident that he can at least hold his own right off the rip as opposed to maybe like a different profile player. So that excites me. Zimmer had a God awful spring that seems to translate to what his career numbers are. Um, I I'm sure he's like a super nice guy, but like I wish him all chances, the best. In how his many next chances ever? Yes, but you know how many chances is this team going to give this guy because he's a former first round pick? 
And it, it's just frustrating because it's it's definitely like we it's time to see some of these young guys. And and you know, that's a funny thing. It's not even like we're like I said, like we're not filling our outfield with only young guys. It's literally like one position. <laughs> like because you're gonna have Rosario in left and and Straw in center. So it's like Zimmer will start in right field. Mercado will come in. You know, like they'll they'll just be platooning. That should be a document. They should make a, a documentary called Platoon about the Indians' outfield situation for the last decade. Um, it'd be very interesting slash sad. Um, yeah, hey, there was eventually. one really excellent year. There was. There was. That 2017 <laughs> season was pretty, pretty good. That was a fun season. Unfortunately, it ended with the Yankees. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... I, I liked Zimmer too. I was like rooting for him, but you know he got injured a lot. He was pretty good defensively. Um, it's just the strikeout numbers and it, uh, his bat just yeah. doesn't cut it. I, I, it's like there's not much more to say. It's like yeah, y- your bat doesn't cut it. I mean you're great. You're you're good defensively, and that's awesome if you want to be like a fourth outfielder. I don't even know a fourth anymore for him. Well, yeah, especially because he's a lefty, him. you know. Uh, that that limits like Mercado being a righty certainly helps his cause for sure. like sticking on the team. So you know, I don't he's know. also it's just, like it's just, three thing, years younger too. Right. The thing that bothers me, it's just that you know, and I could be wrong. This might not be the opening day lineup, but like assuming Zimmer maybe starts an opening day, it's like, did he really earn that? What what's like the message we're telling players here? It's like. Oh, you went an entire spring training without striking out. Uh, sorry, that's not good enough. Uh, that seems odd. Yeah, that's to my me. problem with like Francona. That like, is... I like Francona, but that, I just like I think that's a big like. You know, I don't want to say it's time. Like I don't think it's time, but it might be getting close to time to get like somebody with a different kind of worldview outlook. If we're going the youth movement route soon, like. It does us. It does the team no no good to uh, have somebody then who isn't going to be all in on that. Well, and and what kind of? And I don't want to say that the this should derail a career, but like you said to that effect, Fabs. You know what kind of messages it send? What what kind of effect does that have on a player? You know, in his mental states, like this idiot. Who can't even find his way out of a brown paper bag? Yeah, I can't wait. Is to go gonna to start opening like, day, and I'm I'm busting my hump over here, hitting 400 against yep. the same level of talent, getting on base and actually doing things. I mean, the Guardians should be like so grateful. This isn't like the NFL or basketball, where like obviously I know the the sizes of the like every a bunch of stuff is different, but like. Everybody would leave them. Like the moment, like we were able to have so much player control for so long in baseball. Mm-hmm. But like, why would anyone want to play here? Like our most beloved person, they're like having trouble going over $24 million a year for in modern baseball. Like if you're a great young player who's hitting 450 with like a sizable number, like a sizable sample size. It's just like, oh, you're not going to get like any like good at bats for like at least two months over someone we know is worse than you. Like, I wouldn't want to be here. I'd be like, oh, God, can I go to an organization where like I have an opportunity to start 
especially when I'm way better than like the guy who's in there, just because this team is too cheap to like want to give up service time. Trade me to It'll be interesting. Trade me to Oakland. And I don't care if we lose <laughs> Where everything 100 is games. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will say the intri- I'll be very intrigued to see what they do with Quan because around baseball, I don't, I can't recall. And this could be partly due to the new CBA is like, I can't recall a time where we had as many like young prospects breaking camp with their teams. Um, so I'll be interesting to see where some of these young guys and, are like what their playing time looks like across the league uh, to see if the guardians look as bad as they might in terms of giving Quan like playing time. Um, that's a really so we'll good, po- that's a really good point. Um, yeah. That'll be an interesting storyline to follow at least, at least for the first month, month and a half. Um, yeah. Like is Bobby Witt going to get crazy playing time in Kansas city is Julio Rodriguez going to get crazy playing time in Seattle. I hope. It would be cool. I mean, I, that would be. That's what makes baseball fun. Yeah, you know? I'm hoping, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for some of these young guys. And like, yeah, I know. I'm like all bummed out with the state of the Guardians, but I am also excited to see like how some of these young guys develop. And I know the moment Quan's out there, you know, hitting close to 300 his rookie year, I'm like, okay, I'm all in on this team. And then we trade Jose at the trade deadline, and I'm all out on them until, <laughs> oh, until I'm back. Oh God. Don't even put that uh, out there as a possibility. Sick, sick. Where would you? Okay, I gotta ask this though. Where would you? Where based on like, you don't need to know the package, but like based on uh, like players available, like where would you want Jose to like end up? Rays, Rays, and I don't. I mean that, but I mean that like seriously. Like the Rays have an insane amount of talent in their farm system, and and a lot of it is guys that are either like triple a level like ready to ready to come up or like young guys at the major league level that i think the rays would part with for a player of that talent like if you had like if if the rays were like oh my god we could have a lineup that had jose ramirez wander franco and like randy rosarena at the top like we'll give you (laughs) we'll give you like you know what take your pick of like four dudes yeah and you can have them so you know, like, it would suck so bad for a lot of reasons, but that would be probably the one place where I'm like, that's a team that has the assets. That actually makes sense. Yeah. And you can root for him still. Dude, that's true. That, that's absolutely true. Especially if, like, they traded in midseason and Corey Kluber, like, was had a resurgent year, and all of a sudden they go to the <laughs> World Series with, like, Kluber and Ramirez. It's like, look, worse things could happen, I guess. Absolutely, but- <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. That's one guy I'm like, please, please come back. I want I want Kluber to like just find that flash. Oh man, I loved him so much. He had it for a couple you know, he had it for he did? eight nine games in New York last year. Um yeah, I'm hoping that he hoping that it's back. Tampa's a very is a very uh compelling argument. You know, the Blue Jays I like them, but what the heck are they going to give us? Right. They're also annoying. Like, chill out about it. Like, you're being desperate. Yeah. Yeah. They're well, like, they act like 
the Guardians would just be happy to take any deal. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, well, they'll they'll take Nate Pearson and garbage. We'll give we'll give you half of our Sky Dome roof so you can like have better weather. Yeah, right. It's like if you want to give up Al, if you want to give us Alex Manoa, I guess we'll take him, and like it'll require like another top two prospects. It's like do you understand who Jose Ramirez is. Well, it's like the packages we've put together for, like, Cedric Mullins and Brian Reynolds. It's like, rightfully like so, two. like, rightfully so, mm-hmm. like, they're asking for, you know, at least two top prospects in those trades. And Jose's done it for longer. Yeah. You know, and Jose better. has just, the hard, Jose has some more hardware. Um, So... Give me three top prospects. Um, well, here's the other problems, though, Steve. Without getting too much into the weeds about your trade proposal to Tampa, there would be even more of a 40-man roster crunch taking top prospects and major league-ready talent. Well, they do have so, some outfielders. Um they have some young outfielders that you could you could steal away, which would help matters a little bit more. You know, you'd almost third have base to suddenly is open. Yeah, you'd almost have to package like Jose and you know you make a quick determination on a one of these shortstops. You're like, okay, so I'm going to open up those two spots. Goodbye, Zimmer. Uh, Would you do it for Ronald Acuna? I mean, yeah, clearly. I mean, yeah. (laughs) The only straight up, I mean, like, yeah, 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 Uh, yeah. Or if the Nationals, I mean, but then, but then you're in the same position. It's like, you know, but you're kicking the can. You have more years to control. Yeah, I guess, you know, you buy yourself like a couple more years. It's just like, why the hell didn't we just freaking keep Jose Ramirez then? Come on down, Nolan Jones. You get to play third base again. Yeah. Sorry for making you play all these other positions. All right. uh, Real quick, just just to to put a nice little bow on it as we kind of uh, have vented a bit (laughs) in what this is where this is the state of uh, the season is that like we're just mostly venting. But by the way, um, you know what the we'll you know see. what the 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 slogan should be for this season? Like, what if? I know that's borrowing. Remember that one was from, the slogan? That, yeah, like in the early nineties. Uh, <laughs> no, that was like what if I mean, was the slogan? Like, yeah, yeah, in that was when. That, I'm um, sorry. Gosh, like. Maybe that was 2007. That might have been the uh, ALCS. Might have been. Like, what if? It's like. Yeah, what if? (sighs) I mean, look. Okay, so we'll we'll start it off then to bounce off of that. Uh, We'll we'll do predictions on uh, win total. Um, I think that there's this chance. There's a world where the Guardians are a playoff team or a shock the world type of team in a division that I think is more available to be had than people think. 
Uh, I, you know, we could get more into the central as things goes goes things go on, but I'm not 100 percent sold on teams like the Twins and the Tigers at this point. So, no. there's a chance that this division is more, especially also with Lance Lynn being out for a couple months with the White Sox, who are still yeah. very very good, still very very good, but. You lose your ace, you see what happens. Um, but there's the flip side that the Guardians come out of the gate slow, as they are known to do. Everyone that had bad years last year, that is the case again because that's just the types of players they are. I mean, you're banking on, like, hoping that some of these guys take leaps take leaps forward. So, like, that's never an awesome sign entering a year but like ultimately i think i see this team being kind of the same like i'm gonna say like 83 wins i think they missed the playoffs this year the al's pretty stacked but i would say that like they're like they're an intriguing 83 wins that get you excited for the next run hoping that jose ramirez is a part of it that I would say eighty three wins. Yeah, I will. Um, I mean, you basically summed up my thoughts there too. That I don't think injuries can play as big of a role two years in a row. I I am optimistic for some growth. I'm optimistic that we make a move at some point in the season. Um, I think some of these log jams get. uh, some clarification to them and I'm going to um, maybe raise you a win but 83 to 84 wins sounds very achievable and I, I think they at least give us compelling baseball for most of September um but like I mean, that puts said, him in the race still. AL. Yeah, and it will, yeah. and it should with, with the expanded playoffs. I think, unfortunately, 87, 88 wins is probably what you need to get into the the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we'll be, you know, four or five games back. But ultimately, I really think that this is kind of that first year of – um, you know, kind of our next quote unquote window. Um, I think, I think I have two like routes. I, I think if a, a Ramirez deal gets done, I think 86, 87. Just possible, based on the good vibes alone. Good vibes. I think I agree. I think some guys are going to step up and you can't, even if they don't, if everyone offensively just has a repeatable year, which is not saying anything, um, with our starting a p- starting pitching alone being healthy, I think you can reverse four or five wins fairly easily. Um, and I think maybe maybe you snag the six seed, but you're likely just on the outside. And I agree; I think it's the beginning of a window. Um, I, I still think it, it can be the beginning of the window. If you don't extend Jose, it just like sucks. It makes and, it that um, much harder. It does. Yeah. And so like I, I could see my flip side is if a deal doesn't get done, I think, you know, fan 
fan sentiments starts uh, really like people aren't going out to the ballpark. And I don't know. I just think stuff kind of craters a little bit and you're looking at like a 74 or 75 win season. I get that. I mean, I, I understand I mean, that. A lot of the Vegas odds have them at 74, 75. You know, that's yeah. the over under. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they've earned you know, much benefit of the doubt from like a national level. No. I mean, no. there's no way to really grade the offseason as anything other than like a fat F. So it it's one of those Which things they've where it's rightfully like, look, received by a lot of publications too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's given them an F. <laughs> it's just like, look, you guys are the ones developing talent within the organization. So clearly you have some thoughts about like some of these guys and like what steps forward they might take. So hope you're right. Um, otherwise, like you are botching the rollout of a new brand and possibly like alienating like a huge portion of the fan base by not signing the one guy everybody can objectively loves like probably the most beloved player since Tommy. I, yeah, I easily, would say easily, like, easily, easily, right? Yeah. Um, I, I no wait. Yeah, maybe Victor. Mm. <sighs> and, yeah, Victor's maybe. reaction to like when he got traded. Yeah, Victor would probably be like the only guy I could say that would come close. But Dude, can you yeah, imagine Tommy's this probably just like a, a great goes downhill from like the opening home game where like Tom Hanks comes out to throw the opening pitch and Slider like trips and crushes him to death and like. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Tom Hanks curse that like just looms over progressive field. Uh, oh, I thought you were oh gonna say God. Tom Hanks comes out, throws the ball like three feet in front of him, and actually he takes his mask off and it's actually Chet Hayes impersonating his dad. Oh, and, Chet Hayes is, uh, yeah, it's I'm no, it's Chet Hayes. It's Chet Hayes. That's a stage oh, it's name. Hayes. Okay, it's a stage I did not know. I'm glad I didn't know that. I thought he was still Chet. Hay- I thought he was going back to Chet Hanks. Was he with the X? I, well, I I went to his Wikipedia lot yesterday. Oof, That's the only reason I know. This. Unfortunately, <laughs> you I don't keep up on my guy. Chet news. Yeah, I don't keep up on my Chet news. Very oh well, much, I so had to. I, I'll defer to you. I had to because I put out some tweets to uh, local media dignitaries asking if Chet Hanks were was going to um, grace us with his angel like voice and sing the national anthem you or know, rap make it the a, national anthem or like rap said. it <laughs> which would be more on brand for him yeah i'd like yeah. i'd like it with a little flair yeah i'd like an interpret a better interpretation yeah. yeah give me that give me that jamaican x fake accent yeah, appropriating uh, accent yeah. yeah with a um not even like reggae vibe just like straight like i'm gonna rap it man when I think of the national anthem, I do think reggae. I do see that. So I mean, we'll see. There's a time and a place, and that time and place could be um, six fifty-five on you know April fifteenth at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. That's I mean, right. Who am I to judge? Yeah. Hey, when the mood when the mood strikes. Uh, gosh. All right. Well, that's, uh, I think that's it. I think, uh, you know, Hey, look, we're embarking on one of the more 
like interesting, intri- in, interesting, yeah, intriguing. intriguing. Like it's it's a huge unknown of a season that the Guardians are embarking on, and it could go really, it could go really, really poorly. It could go really, really well. It could also just sort of exist. We'll see. But that's kind of the know, fun man, of it. It's the 1500s. We have a ship packed with minimal supplies, and it could go horribly, or we could find gold. I, I don't <laughs> want to, um, you know, I don't want to give too much uh, personal information away, but I do have, um, you know, some some youngins who are infatuated with a certain Disney franchise and um, the line from Frozen 2. Into the unknown. I think that's maybe the best way to sum up what we're about to embark yeah. in, on. There's your marketing slogan. That's our marketing yeah. slogan, yeah, boys. Olaf night. <laughs> yeah, Olaf. Come dressed as Olaf. Hey, opening night might be cold. That might not be a bad way to go. Exactly. Get like we're a not nice, paying for heating. Deal with it. Get like a nice giant Olaf costume and head down to the ballpark. That's right. Uh, we shall see. Into the unknown we go. Uh, all right, yeah. that dude. They're gonna it. save money by setting up one of those. They're gonna. It's gonna be a stationary bar bicycle thing, and we're not gonna realize it. But that's what's gonna generate the electricity in progressive. <laughs> yeah, and like the corner just like has fans. a bunch of pelotons like put into it, yeah. and you're like, "What's this?" And like, about? why are fans yeah, okay? Like, whatever. Why do they got the fans doing these bikes? Yeah, and like, yeah, there's like it's an a old wellness man. initiative. <laughs> Yeah, an old man's like starting to fall asleep, and like you see, like the stadium lights starting to like dim, and like they like a, a worker comes and like gives him like a little cattle prod, and then he's like, oh, and he starts pedaling really fast. The lights come back on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, our team. Yeah, <laughs> the funny thing is, it's like we laugh, but it's like mm, that's not inconceivable. It's not yeah, in, another, not in, another, in <laughs> another universe that is actually happening. In yes. the, yeah, in the progressive field multiverse, that's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're setting up the bikes. <laughs> yeah, the weird like steampunk Rube Goldberg and like universe where like machines are bizarro. Right. <laughs> God. Well, if, if in that universe they at least like pay for Ramirez, then I'll go live in that universe. Yeah. Maybe that universe has like three World Series. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I want to go to there. Yes, I will live there. I don't care what else is going on. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, That does it for our uh, little bit of a kickoff um, to the season. Obviously, stick with us all year long because it's going to be a wild ride. Um, And uh, we can commiserate if uh, Ramirez does not sign. So, you know, we can uh, all (laughs) band together on that one. So uh, be sure to keep up with us all season long um, at Cal Penal Pod. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Into the unknown. Into the unknown.